Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Monday Show. This is the Going in Circles Podcast Network. This is Charles Simon, your host. We'll be joined in a few seconds by uh, Barry Spears, the sniper, the co-host of the Big Monday Show. Um, we have a topic. Everybody knows. Everybody's probably sick of it. I'm kind of sick of it. I'm more upset probably because I know that this is going to be damaging to this business. And I think today was a perfect example of there's no one steering this sport. <laughs> if that's not obvious to you after today, then I don't know how to make it any more obvious. But um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Barry's big adventures at Universal Studio and the 34,000 calories worth of food he ate and the 12 trillion steps he took. Um, we'll talk about, uh, well, you know what we're going to talk about. We'll be back in just a second. Is this Orlando's <laughs> guest? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a. A non-business trip. <laughs> Mister Universal Studio. <laughs> Mister, I got no Achilles because it hurts from walking, well, taking twenty thousand steps. I can tell you this: if you want to race in the Preakness. Oh, I'm fit. Do not treat it with uh, beta-methasone. No, or lidocaine. I'm or, dead fit, though. Or if you do, don't, don't, you know, just deny it. But you are fit now. You, you I went am. through the, the, uh, the Universal Studios fitness program. Man, that's a beast, bro. How many steps? 20,000 on Friday, 15,000 on Saturday. I don't think I've had... 15,000 steps in the last since January total. I don't think I did either until this weekend. <laughs> well, it's been quiet, not much going on. <laughs> no, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I did shoot one from long range, though. Oh, did it go in? Yes, yes, it was a um, channel cat. <laughs> oh, that's true. Deep hell down grimly. I was I was kicked out of uh, the the kitty Jurassic Park area, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start firing off some tweets, and that was one of them. I was like, yo, well, you know what? I'm gonna bet Channel Cat. You told me that the day before, or two days I, before. I you told it to the... to uh, a bunch of people on Thursday. You were on the cat. I was on the cat. I liked his last race, really, to be honest. But well, Johnny V is gonna have to ride real well for the next couple months to make up for the. Uh... <laughs> Check. It looks like you might have to give back. Oh, that's so terrible. <laughs> Just another um, victim of the residual fallout of 2021's biggest racing scandal. The Bob Baffert positive and subsequent uh, media tour. Man, that was ugly. Like, he's not the greatest. Like, people were saying he's like a PR genius, but... Mm. I have to say that's the negative. Well, he's a PR genius when he's getting interviewed. Right, he's a front runner. Right, he's a front runner when they love him. He's the man. You know, (laughs) whose most difficult question is, uh, you know, what's Bodie had for breakfast? 
But um, I did a special edition yesterday just kind of so I could get things off my chest without having to drag you down with it. Um, not that I really said anything controversial. No, you didn't. I, that's why when I heard it and I, I listened to it, I was like, oh. I'll be honest. I did it. I did it three times. Oh, that was the third edition. <laughs> and that was the third take. The first two, I, 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 I was like, nah, nah. You know, Baffert's well, good, you good know, with that lawyer. I can understand, you know, from your point of view, how how deeply this this cuts because, you know, I mean, since we've been doing this show, we've been talking about this ad nauseum on how this is all kind of come to the head. Uh, to a head at a certain point, I just didn't think it was going to be this soon. Exactly. Um, but you know, here we are, and and it, and it sucks for everybody. You know, like <clears throat> you know, it, it it's it's just at least at this point, I know we're kind of in the smack dab in the middle of this whole thing. It feels like it's not going to end well for anybody. Um, but we'll see where we are after Saturday and. And the funny thing is, is I'm guessing that if Medina's spirit runs, it's going to be tough to beat. That's just my take. But <laughs> and if he wins, it just throws more fire, more gasoline on the fire, man. You know, things have changed. And, and someone, um, a friend from Minnesota wrote, uh, you know, should, should, should I just listen tomorrow? Or should I listen to the podcast yesterday? I said, listen, man, there's likely to be a lot of changes, a lot of new ground to cover um, by tomorrow night, which is, of course, 100% true. Um, and I have to tell you that there's a couple things that, 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 that seem very obvious. And I don't know. I don't really care if people like it because most people are stupid. But <laughs> most of you people have no freaking clue what the hell is going on. And that's sad because racing has done a terrible job of explaining what the process is. And one of the most disgraceful, despicable acts, all these people, if you're in an alphabet soup organization, the jockey club, the NTRA, any of them, where the hell were you today? Why is Bob Baffert allowed to go on any sing any? news media outlet that'll have them and news media is desperate for scandal and and, and a, a new a new uh, uh you know they're tired of talking about covid and all this stupid mask crap so th this is like perfect for them what where are they we didn't learn anything from the santa anita situation when for months that we let the the national media and, and the animal rights whack wackadoos just kind of use us as a whack-a-mole just like bash us on a continuous basis, let, let you know, untruths be um, sent out over the airways as, as absolutes? <clears throat> well, no I said this. Everybody hides. They're all chicken shit. Where are they today? Where are they today? What, what is wrong with this business? <clears throat> all these people in this industry want to talk tough and talk about this and talk about Alhissa and this and that. Where the frick were you today? I, I found it odd that, you know, it seemed like Churchill kind of allowed him to speak before they did, which was kind of odd. I well, thought Churchill, honestly, Churchill doesn't really have anything to do with the, the, the violation. This is zero, nothing. 
it, it doesn't go to church. It, 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 it's between the Kentucky Racing Commission the, yeah. and yeah. Baffert. The Kentucky Racing Commission made Baffert's assistant aware of the violation. Not right. Churchill. Churchill reacted to the news that Baffert broke himself. The, the Racing Commission is not going to talk about uh, the case, as they shouldn't, because, number one, a split sample hasn't been sent out. Uh, so until that comes back and all the avenues are exhausted, they won't have a hearing. And then once there's a hearing, there's a ruling. Once there's a ruling, then it's all official. Uh, right now, Medina Spirit's the winner of that race. It's, he's the winner of that race. Until a, a hearing is held and a ruling is made, then nothing changes. He's not disqualified. That, that's, you know, that, that's, that's the facts. That's the truth. <clears throat> now, a horse um, of a sample coming back uh, negative and a split sample are, are, are very low. It's, it's almost, I don't know exactly what the number would be, but th these things happen all the time. And it's, it's crazy that 30 years ago in the racing forum, in the back of the forum every Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days, they had, they had the rulings and they had a listing of all the rulings. I remember that. Yeah, and a lot of them were, you know, uh, Joe Blow fined $25 for smoking in the shed row, something like that. But these days, we, you know, things happen and, and nobody even knows it. But come on, man. All these people, oh, well, you know, it might be this and it might be that and it might be this. And what if Baffert tells the truth? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, to, to paraphrase the great, the great one, The Rock. It doesn't <laughs> matter if he's guilty or innocent or if he did it or if he didn't. He's the trainer. We all operate under the rule that we know when we get our first trainer's license, they say to you, you understand that you are the absolute insurer of every horse you race. And if the horse comes back positive, it's your responsibility. And it doesn't matter if you did it, if you didn't do it, if you're responsible uh, you know, for, for the vet, for for. Anyone works, you're responsible. It's your job. It's your ass. <clears throat> Everyone knows that. For Baffert to go on TV today, and some <laughs> of the things, I, I swear, I, I don't know if he was drinking or what, but his story seemed to change. And, and you know, for him to say this shouldn't be a positive, what do you mean it shouldn't be a positive? It's a positive. Now, people are saying, well, he passed the pre-race exam. Well, we don't know that. I don't know. I've never one time ever heard of anyone not passing a pre-race exam except for Ron Ellis in the Breeders' Cup with a steroid test. Then they ran the horse anyways, and the horse still came back positive. But we don't know what they test for in an out-of-competition test. That's the whole point of the out-of-competition test. They don't <laughs> tell you what they're testing for or what they tested for. I don't even know if they re released the results. I don't know. And, and the fact of the matter is, the, the transparency in this issue is, is very, very, very low. It is. Well, you know, all of this is really exposed a lot that needs to change. And we've highlighted it on several occasions. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's just one of those things like the perfect storm. There's, there's really no news going on. This happened and it was everywhere today, this morning. On every news station I turn to, um, from the locals here in in you know the Daytona Beach, Orlando area, Central Florida, 
It was on every single station. Then it was on the Today Show. It was on the CBS Morning Show. It was on CNN. It was on Fox. It was on um, MSNBC. All major outlets. And it's, the it's freaking like the worst thing that could ever happen. There's, there's only one thing that could be worse. And, and I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, but yeah. outside of that, there's nothing else that could be worse. And it's nothing that could be worse than it, it, it to be the guy who it, it, it is. Right, because they've done stories on him. They've done, oh, you know, they've done a million stories. And, For him yeah. to say that he's, be, you know, being singled out, come on! Uh, he, can't, he can't really believe that. <laughs> but his when uh, his Baffert shows up at a sale. You ever see the the the, the scene in Goodfellas when they go to the, the Copacabana <laughs> and they go through the kitchen and then it, that's what the sales like, man. They like roll out the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he just didn't come off well. I mean I like I said no. I don't know whether he's telling the truth or not. It just didn't sound good and it didn't look good. I mean, he was just fumbling and all over the place. And it was, it was, it kind of reminded me of when I catch Breezy doing something she's not supposed to be doing. It's a lot of stuttering and uh, I did, the, the, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And that doesn't look good. I, I mean, he, he may be very well telling the truth, but Lord, it was just not, it was very painful to watch. My problem is this. And you know what? If I'm Baffert, I don't know. Maybe I do the <sighs> same thing. Maybe I do the same thing. I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, I, I don't do that, but it's all about Bob. Bob is about Bob. Bob is not about the sport. To sit here and say, oh, well, my love of the sport. He doesn't love the sport. If you love the sport, you know what he would have done? You would have walked away. You would have said, you know what? I didn't do this. And if this is the accusation, I, you know, I don't need it anymore. Well, that's what it seems like is his ego has surpassed any kind of goodwill towards the game and the, and the health of the game and the state of the game. And that's that's not where we need to be with the guy that's technically like kind of the face of the sport in a sense. And believe me, there's a lot of other trainers that are up in that in that echelon that would act the same exact way. I'm not. Oh, sure. I, I would. I would guess but, most of them would. But, but again, you know, what? I, it, it just burns my ass that this business, everybody wants to have conferences and meetings and all these people pat each other on the back and they're all smart and they're all genius. They're all making big money. And none of them did shit. Again, we look like a bunch of clowns. We look like freaking clowns. Why don't you people understand that? You look like a clown if you're in this industry. We didn't have a single person go go out and, and really try to explain things. Well, I mean, capacity. Th- this is what happens. And I, I always say this. This is what happens when you get when an industry like racing hires people who are friends of friends and relatives of friends and relatives of relatives. They're not going to be quick to say anything. And some things just slide under the table. It's like, oh, well, you know, can we just not talk about this? And and that's what happens. Everything gets swept under the rug. And then when something huge comes out, nobody wants to say anything. Maybe instead of worrying about whips and about Lasix and about bullshit, we should put some money into a PR firm so that, that when you have uh, a, a, an emergency, when you have a disaster, this is, this is a disaster. 15 million people watched the race. Half of America uh, called me today. 
Literally half of the people in this country called me. I swear. I have 4,714 freaking calls and texts. People I haven't heard from in 20, 30 years all want to know what the hell is going on with the Derby. Did they really drug the horse and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Oh, my DMs are popping. Am I going to get my day. money back? Am I, I mean, come on. <clears throat> like, this is the Kentucky freaking Derby. So you mean to tell me that Churchill Downs or – it's, it, listen, Churchill, it's your baby. It's your property. It's the money, the big money maker for you. You mean you couldn't have a person out there, a John Asher? John Asher would have went out there and, and said something. And I, I'm not getting at them individually. Though, though I'm sure that that would be a, a, a decision made up at the top of, of the food chain there. But ha- it's your race. Well, I mean, I Come think out they... say something. You don't have to say anything in particular <laughs> other than this is the process. The process, uh, you know, hasn't played out yet. And let's just, you know, you know, we took our step because we're trying to protect our race. And this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Crickets. Crickets. Well, they did give out that statement saying they were banning him. But that yes, was like a layup. That yeah. was a layup because he doesn't even run horses there. Of course. On the regular anyway. He already ran in the race. Yeah. He already won it and left town. That's like when, <laughs> when, when you, when, when, you know, the, the town, uh, the town bully is, is, you know, driving off, you know, you, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we showed him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get out of here now, buddy. I mean, come on. Where is it? Where, where, what, what about the jockey club, the vaunted jockey club? You mean yeah. to tell me they don't have a single person that, that would, couldn't tie in a positive drug test in the Kentucky Derby to their new baby, their new law. There's not a single person uh, working for these organizations. They don't have a PR person. They don't have a- any type of, of uh, what do they call damage control people to get out there and, and just give facts out and just not let the person who's accused of doing this set the narrative. Like this is like, um, like, well, I, I think all these fancy business schools these guys went to, <laughs> right. They, they mean doing somebody, nothing. None of them like, like, like have, the sense to say, hey, like we need to get in front of this story. If something happens in other industries and in other sports, they got a plan. That's they the, have that's a, they have a plan. They have someone out there that's right there right away, and they're all poo pooing it. Whether well, it's true, whether it's not true, it's just a joke. A joke. I, I mean, a part of me wants to believe that they just didn't have a plan. Like there, there was nothing in place for this kind of damage control or any kind of damage control. And this this just put everybody back on their heels, um, and and and, and, and that's a, that's a, a problem in itself. They're making ridiculous <laughs> sums of money to, yeah. to to work in this industry, and the industry is is not going anywhere. Now it's going the other way, because this is damaging, this and it's is, not damaging yeah. like maybe all oh, of the Preakness ratings are going to be higher than ever. It's frustrating because everybody saw it. Like anybody in the know, anybody that's that's kind of sharp, knew this was coming. Not exactly in this fashion, but something similar. I mean, we we've been saying this. Like, you, this is going to come to a, a complete, full stop, you know, type situation. And it's like, what are what are they going to do? I mean, we don't know. It's still disarray. It's 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 just in complete disarray. The sport right now. On, on May 10th is in complete disarray and there's no, you know, and you got Bob Baffert out there going on every news show available, trying to plead his case terribly. And there's nothing in the back end. And you got these freelance writers and 
all kinds of articles. I, I haven't seen so many articles in my life about horse racing until today. And it's like everybody has an opinion on it. And it, it's just not good. We're, we're not in control of any of it. We as in horse racing. I just want to make the statement right now. I made a winning wager at Grants Pass. Beamy Awards, you're the man. <laughs> Handles up. It should be up. Everyone should support. Everyone should support Grants Pass. I know some people are like, "What's Grants Pass?" Um, Grants Pass is a is a little tiny track in Oregon, right? I believe so. Yes, I believe in Oregon. Yeah, and Mister Jason Beam is the announcer there and head of uh, their marketing. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a very small track. They run for the last race. The purse was five thousand um, dollars. But you know what? It's uh, they deserve they deserve a little support. And if you've got nothing to do, take a shot. Take take a look at Grant's Pass. Take bet a couple dollars. Believe me, it'll help them. And that's one of the things that pissed me off about this whole Baffert thing. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear his crying. I don't want to hear his whining. I don't want to hear that shit. You know what? You hurt the business. You say you had nothing to do with it. Fine. You know what? If you didn't have four other positives in the last uh, 13 <laughs> in grade months, ones, no then, then possibly, possibly, just possibly, we could, you know, rally around you a little more. In grade ones and, you know, graded stakes. Grade, in the last... Graded stakes in that one race in California. I don't know if it was a graded stake or not. But that, that's where, you know, the groom uh, drank all of the groom that had COVID that still happened to be working, that, that happened to be drinking cough syrup, that happened to pee in the stall, and the horse ate the pee, even though, like, I don't know, maybe he has magic horses, but, like, if you peed in, in, on hay, my horses wouldn't eat it. I would hope not. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, man. Like, I, I, I actually elicited a little bit of sympathy for him yesterday because I said, you know what? That's a lot of pressure on a guy. That that's something that, that hits you, and, and I don't know how you know you, you can't prepare for that. And, and you know that the Derby is so much bigger than everything else in the sport. So much bigger, so much bigger. It's not even it's not even close. It's not even close. And you know, I, I honestly, it, it's crazy, but I felt a little sympathy for him. I'm thinking to myself, man. This is going to be really bad, you know? And I think that a lot of what he said seemed like it was nonsensical. The, yeah, it was the, just the, bad. And, but, you know, I said, put yourself in his shoes. You win this race of all races. And to, to, to be, you know, to have a bad test. After you've had all those bad tests. I mean, the, the feeling of dread when, when you heard that news had, got a, had to be terrible. Because I'm not saying that Bob Baffert did this on purpose. Of course he didn't do it on purpose. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. But like we go back to the statement I made right in the beginning. It's our responsibility as trainers. And the fact is, some of the things, like the truth is, some of the things he said are true. The system sucks. Yeah, he was right about that. Yeah, We've talked about that a lot. It's a crap system. It's bullshit. The people that, that set up the system have done a shitty job. And a lot of them, you know what the truth is? The truth is, none of them have to live under the system. 
No, but the system might have worked at one point, but again, it's it something never, that needs it, to it constantly never, evolve. It never worked. It just, you know what? There wasn't as much attention in the old days. Maybe the guys got positives at other tracks that you didn't follow. You didn't even know about it. It wasn't even a big deal. Didn't, you know, it was a lot harder to get positives. Part of the problem, and people talk about it, you know, picograms, 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 picograms. Well, yes, there's, there's a lot to say about that. And no, I, I don't know the pharmacology of the, the situation. I don't know that anyone does because I don't know that any research has ever been done in this country on what constitutes a level of, of a medication in a horse that actually gives them a performance enhancing um, ability. I don't know that it's ever done. I've never heard about it. Maybe some of the usual like the buttes and things like that that have been around for 50 years that, you know, the, some university might have studied. But the tests a lot of times are, are just arbitrary um, as to what the number is. And they'll tell, oh, no, they're not. They are. And sometimes the detection level is, is the issue. And the detection levels for racing are very, very low. Well, okay. I have a question for you then, because, you know, I, I've been wondering this. So in your experience, wisdom, estimation, what have you, is that level that was found able to enhance the performance? I, listen, I'm not totally qualified to answer that question at all. Probably not even partially qualified. Well, I'm more qualified but, uh, than something like the me. The odds <laughs> of that affecting a horse's performance, no, there's no chance. It's, it's a joint injection. Right, and that's 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 what Baffert said, too. Like, injecting the joint is probably going to help the horse. But yeah, in some way. It, it's, right. it, you know, these days, you if, if it was done three days out or four days out, well, it can't be because there's literally 24-hour surveillance on the horses um, once they're at Churchill Downs. But, you know, the whole point is that they don't want these horses treated closer to a race, which is which is fine. I mean, that that's... I, I don't have a problem with some of it. And that's the thing is, like, they mix in, like, <laughs> um, some good ideas, but it's almost like everything else in this business, it's half-assed. Right. The timing of yes. the races is half-assed. The judging of the races is half-assed. The, the money spent on the racetracks uh, maintaining them is half-assed. The backside, the care of the backside on a lot of tracks is half-assed. I mean, it's just, you know, I, like I said, I, I can't tell you for sure for 100%, but I was just 99.9% .9 that had nothing to do with it. Nothing. It's like if, if, if uh, um, LeBron James rubbed his ankle with Ben Gay and then went out there and scored 46 points, you're, you're, not, you're probably not, unless he's you know, sponsoring Ben Gay, he's probably not going to say, well, you know, if it wasn't for that Ben Gay, I, I'd have scored you know, 22 and we'd have lost. It's, it's not that kind of drug. And, right. and I'm sure there's people out there, because that I've seen that. it today, they're going to say, oh, well, this – you know, maybe it really wasn't that and it, it was a bad, it was a false positive for this or for, you know, because he's doing this. I mean, I, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But until you bring me some some sort of proof about that, like, I have I'm no not, idea. You know, I, I, I'm not going down that, that road. I'm not going down that road because you could say that about anything. I've said this a million times, Barry. The biggest drug problem in this business isn't the actual drugs. <laughs> not the drugs they know about. 
It's when a guy gets a horse and the horse just reverts from, from a 62 buyer horse to a 90 buyer horse. That's the drug problem that people really are upset about because they figured there's no normal way of doing that. And for, for most horses, there really isn't a normal way. And it's not to say that, that uh, I had horses that we, we were able to improve. Sometimes you just, you get lucky. You claim a horse that's, that's physically maturing and, and getting better on its own, especially a younger horse. Um, sometimes uh, I, I claimed a horse off Billmot, okay? Billmot's as good a horseman as there is, period, all right? Like, as horseman, horseman, like, he's one of the top five in my lifetime. Billmot could gallop a horse. Billmot could shoe a horse. He could do anything on a horse. I claimed a horse off him and won a stake, and the horse was getting beat for 35. And it didn't happen immediately. And part of it was the shoes. My blacksmith wanted to try a, a different shoe on the horse, and it worked. Um, and we were, you know, we, we trained the horse in a different fashion that he trains. Um, did a lot of, of, of I, I kind of like, I know how he trains. I've seen him train for a long time. And I, I kind of went the opposite way with the horse. Just sometimes, you know what? Just because you're thinking, all right, I know that, that this is what he's been doing. Um, and, and, of course, this is a generality. I don't know exactly every day what he did. But I know they used to draw reins a lot, especially on tough horses. I know they like to gallop long. And, um, and, and it worked. And the horse moved up and he did well for a while, you know. And it wasn't like he won, you know, a grade one or anything. But it's not impossible for that to happen. It can happen. And believe me, I don't have a, I don't have 50 horses like that. But, <laughs> but there are times when a little different trainer method, little different, maybe a, a, a good gallop, you know, someone who was, uh, you know, in Bill Mott's barn, a 35 claimer is not uh, high on the, the list for his best riders, best grooms, right? He's got all stake horses over there. He's got Judmont. He's got, you know, those kind of horses. So, like naturally you're going to give your best horses to your best guys. So, you know, maybe we did a little something different. That's fine. The fact of the matter is these guys who claim horses and 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 everything moves up, moves up, moves up, moves up. And now it's not even claiming horses. They buy them or they get them sent to them and they move up, move up, move up. And then they run, 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 run. That's the drug problem that exists. That's the drug problem. And that's the, the people don't understand that we're going to chase ghosts with, with these minute doses of, of things like that. And that doesn't mean that, hey, the horse shouldn't get disqualified because that's the rule. And then that's that, you know what? That's that's the way we, that's what's supposed to happen. If you don't like the rules, we should change them. <sighs> I'm sorry for ranting, but this no, is. No, I mean, I, I think we're so all feeling the same it. way. I think we're all feeling the same way because it's so frustrating and it seems like. We told you this was going to happen. We yeah, knew. exactly. It's like, <laughs> hello. I, I'll give the credit to the Breeders' Cup. I will give the Breeders' Cup credit because the Breeders' Cup put Dr. Bramlage on call for their telecasts now. So anytime a horse pulls up or gets hurt or something happens, they go to Dr. Bramlage and he explains what happens. And that's not the same as having people go out at news organizations and, and, and you know, kind of uh, trying to put out fires like we had today. Like the, the business was on 
fire and everybody was like, you know, well, it's not my job. It's not my job. It's not my job. I'm sure that and I'm sure that's what they all thought. Oh, well, you know, geez, I don't want to be out there and say this. I don't want to be out there and say that. But you can't just let the, the media chop you up. And, and, and I'll be honest, like you said, Baffert, when he got on some of the media, and, and, and I don't know how the hell he got on so many. I mean, I'm sure he's got... Um, Somebody was calling up those shows. Uh, I'm sure, yes. That, uh, uh, he's got a, a PR firm that, that was, uh, you know, helped guiding him through because... But... It shouldn't be about Bob Baffert. It should be about the Kentucky freaking Derby, man. And, and that's... If Bob Baffert... Um, you know, walk quit today. All the damage is done, man. The fact that he's going to stay around, he's going to sue and get injunctions and all this stuff. That's just salt in the wound. That's just salt in the wound. The damage is done. We'll never, we'll never conduct a Kentucky Derby again where someone won't bring this up. Especially if he's in it. Oh, yeah. Is it next year? <laughs> right. We have trainers walking away. Prominent trainers. Guys who good, solid citizen trainers for, for years. They just feel like they can't compete. And then we have a guy going on TV with, you know, who's probably worth $25, $35 million. He's made all this money in his business. He, he gets all these great horses. And... You know, he, he's saying that the, you know, the people are, are, are out to get him. Like, who? <laughs> this was another thing. Do you know how hard it would be to get a sample to come back with 21 nanogram or picograms? Like, how difficult it would be to, to hit that number um, if you were going to put in, like, a tainted sample? The, you would have to have a laboratory to test it, to, to find out, you know, like where you're at, because if you tried to, to um, give a horse a bad test, uh, it'd be very hard. It would either come back super high number or maybe it would come back, you know, not a positive. So just that alone kind of kills the whole, well, you know, someone got to the thing. It, it just seems implausible that, that that's the actual case. Now, could the lab have made a mistake? Yes, they could have made a mistake. They could have made a mistake. Um, perhaps the system should change to where there's designated labs around the country that if the lab that's doing the testing gets a positive, if they, on their own, or a matter of, a matter of course, or a matter of procedure, sends it out somewhere else, to see uh, if it's a positive or not, you know, to verify the positive. Maybe that's something that should be done. And I'm sure that there's some kind of legality that would hold that up um, or, you know, <laughs> money. But, um, you know, like part of the problem people were saying today, you know, I don't want to blame Churchill Downs. But I don't think Churchill Downs has anything to do with it. But, you know, all this leak, well, it didn't leak. It leaked. Uh, and, and then, you know, then, then Bob broke the news. So, yeah, I, I I just have a bad feeling that was kind of like a knee jerk thing where 
he was like, yeah, we need to do something. But it was clearly he didn't have anything like his own press conference was just all over the place. It was it was it was very much. I, I'm not sure why his lawyer was there because he, he he didn't really, you know, wasn't his lawyer like standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> so he looked more like a, a like a bodyguard. But um, um, I mean, let's talk about where we go from here. And the horse is in Maryland. Bob is not in Maryland. He's not going to Maryland. And that's probably a smart move on his part. And this is, I, I, I don't even remember if I left this in the final edition yesterday, but I said this truthfully. Um, I, would be af- I would be afraid if I was him. I would be because, you know, he's easily identifiable. And there was $155 million bet on that race. <laughs> and, and it seems like based on Twitter, $152 million was bet on mandolin. <laughs> Seems like everyone had that horse, though. He was still an off what, like 20 to 1. 27 to 1. Yeah. yeah. For a 27 to 1 shot, it seems like an awful lot of people needed him. But, um, and I say this, like, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, like, one thing about racing, we're, we're pretty accessible in racing. Um, and, you know, some, some, Nut might go up and do something. You never know. Right. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, with all the nonsense and, you know, I, I have seen some bad information running around out there, too. So it's just like, you know, what what is, you know, what what do you, can you believe? I had my mother, my mother texting me about this earlier. And, you know, your mother had mandolin, too. No, no. She unfortunately bet uh, highly motivated, but um, she was like, "Well, what are they going to do? How is this going to is this going to affect anything? Is he going to run next week?" You know, she had a lot of questions, and some of them I couldn't answer. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "I don't know. It just depends." You know what I mean? I I, I sounded like Bob. It was just like, "Well, it depends." Um, but I did tell her that if he does run, if Medina Spirit runs, he's going to win, and that's going to even put more you know just just add more to the whole situation and then just imagine if the horse does win and then wins the belmont then what do we do i don't know if that's better or worse for the whole situation to be honest with you worse way worse you would think it's way worse because it it delegitimizes our sport it delegitimizes it. Right. And I'm sure people will be like, well, how do they let him run after he got the first test? Exactly. exactly. You know, it's just. Exactly. Like, exactly. I don't know. It's just how, so, so why Or one guy and the owner. It's just been a hell of a week, man. Just. Today was a circus. It was a freaking circus. Yeah. Literally a circus. And it's embarrassing, and it's going to have ramifications. It, it literally took our sport and made it where it, it, it can't be considered a major league sport ever. Not just because the horse tested positive, but because we had our, 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 our biggest name guy go out there. And, and, and some moron on, on Facebook was trying to tell me that trainers, all big trainers, lived a life of luxury. He said, yeah, they lived a life of luxury getting up at 
four o'clock in the morning. Daisy. Uh, you know, I said, let me, uh, I said, let me just explain to you one little thing. Like Todd Fletcher and Chad Brown could go into any mall in America, not located in Saratoga or Lexington, Kentucky, and nobody will not be bothered. <laughs> not a single person. No, no, you know, no, nothing wrong with, with that. And I'm sure they probably don't want to be recognized, but we, we are only stars here in, in our own little, <laughs> our little, little fiefdom, you know, not we, but. Uh, horse racing people. You? Not me. Yes. No. But, Come on. Everybody knows Chuck. <laughs> it's funny. Goes from like, nobody knows what I actually do. <laughs> they know me, but they don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me that a couple of weeks ago. What do you actually do? Mm-hmm. Can't tell. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. What <laughs> do you want me to do? You, if I tell <laughs> you, you know, I might have to kill you. But, um, no, but it, it's the truth. It, it's like, that's the one thing about like place like Saratoga. People know who trainers are. When I was a little kid, you know, trainers were like, um, they were like big deals to me. You know, John Veach was one of the first bald people I ever saw in my life. <laughs> bald wasn't big back then. But um, I got an autograph from Baffert at the hamburger stand over there where Shea Check is now. I just want an autograph on a check. No, nah, he, he gave it to me on a program. And back then it was, you know, you know how you come in the the uh, the gates and they had the programs and the racing forms and the programs didn't have past performance in it. It was just, you know, just the uh, the entries, more or less those little slim programs. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what it was on. Got one got one from Mig that day, too. That's my man. Mig. Mig's a good cook. Apparently. Jeez. Like it's just strange bedfellows, I guess, with like thirty some years horse ago. racing people cooking. He could he could make it, but yeah, oh yeah, you know, Swifty had the sack shoes there the other day. Sack made this great thing, and I told her, I said, I, I can't watch these videos. Right, I get hungry. You know, exactly. You know, how hungry I was, and then I eat some crappy pasta. Like after that, <laughs> it, it was like they got those onion rings, bro. No, it's like the biggest tease. I'm, I'm giving the onions a break. Yeah, because <laughs> it's wild down there. It was a wild melee the other day, man. It was, <laughs> it was anarchy over by the onion ring place. It was cops everywhere. I wouldn't. Have, uh, I was expecting the SWAT team to pull up at any minute, but um, no, it's uh, yeah. I said the make the make could really cook, but for like twenty twenty five years, he wasn't allowed to eat any of it. Yeah, he's living his best life right now, bro. He's in now. Just like, a, you know, same thing with cooking is wrestling and soccer with horse racing people. I just don't understand. Yeah. Wrestling, I, I like, it's, it's kind of over for me, you know. I, I, I Admittedly, I've been watching those A&E biographies on, on the wrestlers, which is pretty good. I saw the one on Macho Man. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, those are good. That's when wrestling was real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Quotes. I remember, man, we, we would go to closed circuit events. We would go to arenas <clears throat> and watch it on the big screen. It, it seems crazy, right? Like we used to go to an arena where there was no wrestling to watch wrestling on, on, a, on a big screen. Um, and no one thought it was weird. And there was a ton of people there. A ton of people there. I remember the first, uh, what was that thing they had? SummerSlam. Is that SummerSlam? I don't know. One of those big things, and Andre the Giant was in it, and man, it was it was it was crazy. Dude, here's a fun fact: 
the first date I took my wife on, it was to an NXT match in Orlando at their uh, facility. And the only reason I went is because some guy I knew um, was a makeup artist for NXT at the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like wrestling. It was funny. It was the first date we ever went on. And, you know, you know how wrestling people are. They're nuts. And I didn't really no. give it much thought. I didn't give it too much thought before taking her there. And she was, she was like wondering if I was one of those wrestling fanatics. And I'm definitely not. I, I think she figured that out quickly. But um, I just didn't have any ideas. <laughs> and I was like, dude gave me tickets. I was like, all right, we'll just go to that and get something to eat after. I went to I went to wrestling. And she stayed. That's the funny part. I went to wrestling in Madison Square Garden once. Guy got me tickets. Guy, a friend of mine worked on Wall Street. He got us tickets like, like eight rows behind. And honestly, it's too close. You need to be a little bit further back. A little higher. Yeah. yeah. You need to be a little further back so they don't quite see as much. You know, like when they miss the guy, but they slam their knee on the. But um, yeah, it was kind of it was it was crazy. It was sold out too. The place was jam packed. Those are the days. The Superfly. Superfly Snooker, that's my boy, man. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Can you imagine? You talk about cancel culture. When he had Superfly Snooker in the head with the coconut. Oh, man. <laughs> he threw the bananas at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he wouldn't have survived. They'd have been mad at him, boy. He's dead. And, and the scary thing is they're all dead. Yes, that's that's crazy. I know that one guy in the... Uh... The Macho Man one, the one that she ended up getting with, the Lex Luger guy, he looks horrific. Like, he looks so slim and skinny. And they were showing, like, old footage of him. He's jacked. I'm like, what happened to that guy? Like, every, like it, it looked like all his muscles were deflated. Yeah, you know, you, you, you stop. Uh... And those dudes partied hard, too. Yeah, exactly. No, the stories about the lead, uh, they did, ESPN did the story on, um, it wasn't a 30 for 30. It was, uh, I don't know, kind of a different one, but they did it on Andre the Giant. And, uh, I mean, actually, Andre the Giant's story was a sad story in that he knew he was going to die young because they couldn't stop him from growing. And his organs eventually were just going to, like, you know. Explode. Yeah, and, you know, you're that big, you can't get a freaking... Nobody else's kidneys are going to work with you. So, yeah. But uh, you know, what, the, the drinking stories are legendary. Well, when I when I first moved to Orlando, when I first moved to Orlando, I, I was doing some work with the Hard Rock Hotel at uh, Universal Studios. And at the time, they were um, taping wrestling shows there. And Hulk Hogan used to come in every Thursday. He used to drive from Tampa every Thursday in, in this electric blue Dodge Charger. He had his own spot. And the guy used to walk through the lobby. He's like 6'8 and can hardly walk at the time. But they were, he was still doing wrestling shows. And I was like, man, Hulk Hogan, man, that dude can't even walk. How is he wrestling? It was, just, it was just amazing. You know, I used to see him every Thursday. It was crazy. And he, he had his own room there, and they taped the show in one of the uh, sound stages at the park, and then he'd go home. It's crazy. It's nuts. It is nuts. 
Hey, we're supposed to be on uh, Beamy's show on, on, on Wednesday. I know. My, my old football coach, who is a avid Beamy listener, hit me up on DM today and said, Hey, you and your buddy are going to be on, on Beamy's show? And I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, oh, that's great. I can't wait to hear it. It's my old football coach from high school. I had to, I had to prepare by, by, by familiarizing myself with uh, Grant's pass, and, and, I, and, I, and I, I made a bet, and I won. And now you I'm go. considering. Now like, you can boast. You can brag and boast. Be like, yo, I made money this year at Grant's pass. Now I'm, quit, I'm considering quitting while ahead. But no, we're going to press on, and we're going to bet Grant's pass. Grant's pass, everybody. Bet Grant's pass. Even if best part of Grant's pass is the soccer fields. In the middle. Love the it. Turf. The turf. To the beanie, they should run like a 300-yard race on, on across the soccer field. <laughs> like a grass quarter horse race. Hey, they got better racing than Hialeah. Oh, cheap shot. My bad. It's sad but true. Actually, at least they have the real racing. Hialeah, <laughs> which... <laughs> the fake two-horse races. Yeah, the, the fake racing. Uh, um, I want to say happy birthday to my man, Gerard Melanson. Oh, G-Money. Yes, G-Money. My he's guy. Close to 5,000. He's 10 away, right? 10? Yeah, yeah. He's getting there. He's definitely getting there. He is a good dude. Um, you know, they did run a couple of races this, this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, <of> war. <laughs> a big one. Belmont, you know, had, had a couple of races. It's... um. I said I, I made a comment, and, and it's like the innocent days of you know Saturday, <laughs> where I, I just looked at some of the Belmont races and on the dirt and like the run happy stakes. Uh, it just didn't seem like we need a run happy stakes a week after we have the Churchill Down stakes. You know what I mean? And uh, I think more time. I think they have one in California coming up. So there's just not enough good horses to go. And, and, and my comment was, if we eliminated a third of the greatest stakes in this country, like nobody would miss it. Nobody, nobody would care. Would it, right. And, and it's the truth. I mean, it's three stakes in New York on the dirt this week, five, five and five. They weren't bad races, but five horse fields are, are just the norm now. And it's, it's oh, just, sucks. You know, Especially on the dirt. Especially on the dirt. And, and not only were they in the norm, um, they weren't very good fields. Frenzy Fires, you know, a legit good horse. He's He's been winning for a long time. Um, uh, victim of Love uh, has won the, uh, the vagrancy two years in a row. She's a nice horse. She doesn't run very much. Nice horse, right? Um, and the Peter Pan, which was, was hurt by, um, a little bit by the scratch of risk taking, who's, who's going to run in the Preakness, um, which, you know, I think that that, I like that horse in the Preakness. I I think they should take a shot, but, uh, um, I mean, really there, there was uh, a five horse field in the, uh, the Peter Pan. One of them was a maiden Todd, Todd Pletcher had two, he won one, um, you know, he won with promise keeper. Beaten over rags, uh, and, and it's not a bad field, and but they did five, 
They did about a million bucks on that race. <laughs> How about yesterday? Did you see? And and yes, the Peter Pan being none of the horses that ran the Peter Pan should have run on the Kentucky Derby. So I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying they should eliminate the Peter Pan because it's essentially a prep for the Belmont. But um, you know, it's just uh, it's a numbers game, and the numbers keep declining. But but the the game makes no no changes, and I'm not just picking on New York. They just happen to be the ones that ran the races um, this week. Uh, I'm sure Churchill will have plenty of, of, of short fields in their state races. I mean, we know California. Well, California doesn't get big fields in any races outside of eight and 32s or cowbred cheap races. I mean, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. And, and, and despite, despite all that, Handel's been up, has been trending up in this country a little bit. I know. that. I noticed that. And, and we still like screwed it up with this whole derby thing. Did you watch any races yesterday? Not a single one. Well, if you have a chance, please go back and look at how, why, whatever happened to uh, Candyman Rocket. Still don't understand how that horse lost. I actually saw the the stretch run in that race, dude. How? How is how? Yeah, man, saw a lot of people bummed out by that one too because they had that horse in in pick fours, pick fives, pick sixes, the whole nine. You know, horse runs clear by three at the top of the stretch. You're like, all right, well, most likely hanging on and just didn't stop. I mean, kind of got run down. It was it was it was really something to see. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check oh, it out. Oh, you definitely need to check that out. Like, how did that horse lose? It's a, uh, the outdoor studio, <laughs> a little warm. I had to turn the fan off because it's too loud. <laughs> oh, the fan on. And uh, it's, it's, it's a little warm today. And not getting much of a breeze off the ocean tonight, so uh, yeah, it was it was ninety two. I, like, I feel like a jockey in the hot box right now. It was ninety two up here today. It went right to summer. Yep, pretty much. Although Friday at at uh, Universal was beautiful, it was probably the best weather all year. Eighty two with a with a a warm breeze and. Couldn't have been a better day. Other than the fact that I I walked twenty thousand steps, but that's a whole another issue in itself. I'm a little upset that they they have a discriminatory uh, practice up there against tall people. It's not right, dude. It's totally disrespectful, man. It's not right. Because she asked me how much I weighed. Also, really? Oh yeah. You should have yelled. Cancel culture. <laughs> they canceled me. Wouldn't let me go Cancel. into Camp Jurassic. You're too big. You should have said, what if I identify as a woman? You're still going to ask me how much I weigh? <laughs> yeah, that's funny because they didn't ask my wife that. Yeah, well, listen, I wouldn't ask your wife either. She, she looks like uh, 
she she's not someone to 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 mess with. Nah, she doesn't she doesn't mess around. <laughs> she keeps me in line. That's probably the only person that can keep me in line. Uh, you're 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 my man, but I'm way more afraid of her than I am of you. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. So. <laughs> Oh man, I I don't know. Like tomorrow is gonna be another day. They're gonna let this horse enter, and not gonna let the horse enter. If we're gonna get more TV or uh, I don't know. like you said, it, it it's like it can only get worse for the time being, at least until Saturday. Like because it's gonna be out in limbo, and ugh. I don't watch the NBC shows anymore. I just can't stomach them. And honestly, I, maybe this is a character flaw. Maybe this is petty. Maybe this is bullshit. But I, I hate listening to those guys like make their picks because if they like my horse, I won't bet them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just curmudgeonly and grumpy and old, but I just can't. I don't want to hear anyone's picks, man. I don't want to hear picks. Don't don't tell me, you know, like <laughs> I always I always watch it secondhand. So I'll, I'll tape it and then watch it either that night after the races are over, you know, before bed or the next day. I don't have that kind of energy, man. I got to I've got to concentrate on the metal on Saturday nights. So last week almost was a big week. It wasn't, but it almost was almost almost. Now all the good horses are back. There's still some mystifying drives. Uh, I sat in the other day with a six to five shot, and then three hole never pulled. Like, hello. What are you doing good. here? Like, you know, yeah, you just went around. You want to go out in a circle? You know, like, not try to win. Shot, it doesn't look good when you just never try three to two. But a pull a bucket. Our man, he, he's 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 on those guys for. For, for not trying. But you know what's interesting is the Woodbine horses are, are starting to have an impact and the drivers have done well. Um, I think Doug McNair drives better at the Meadowlands. He drives at, at Mohawk. I can believe that. Um, you know, well, Bob McClure's doing all right. And it's, it's uh, I guess, I, I don't, you know, like bands Hoosier, so I don't really watch there, but I saw somewhere where uh, Patrick Rois, brother, <laughs> won a couple the other day. So he, he's a good driver that day. But um, I, I saw a bold prediction you made on, on a horse racing buck a harness. Yeah, I bet a bucket handover. Ago, when a buck bet handover qualified, and I, and I put it on Twitter, this horse is going to make a lot of noise this year because mm-hmm. he's awesome. I don't know. Listen, I, I don't know Tony Alanya very well at all. Um, and I, I would, you know, I wouldn't even feel comfortable asking unless I was, you know, physically there. But the horse looked like he had physical issues last year. Like, he never seemed right, you know, and he would make breaks. And pacers at that level don't make breaks very often. No. Uh, even two-year-olds, you know. These days, they just don't. The old days, they used to break more than they do now. But um, especially the trotters. Like, some of them old trotters, they never break. But um, he was he was dominant on, uh, on, on Saturday. Dominant. I'm telling you. And a couple guys, you know, the Twitter harness guys didn't agree with me. Twitterati. They did not agree with me, but, you know, kind of like they still want to see more, which is understandable. But I think he's going to win the medal on his pace if he stays sound. I wish it was a future book. 
it's too late now because he's been unveiled. But his qualifiers, I mean, he he, he looked great. It, it, it's really, you know, it's funny. At, at the Meadowlands uh, on Saturday, they had a qualifier, only three horses, but it was the um, the 2000, uh, the 2019 Hamiltonian winner and the 2020 Hamiltonian winner. Holy and then uh, another horse, of a really, really, really good horse. I said, you know, you don't see that in thoroughbreds, you know, or yeah. like well, all the thoroughbred winners of uh, the, the Hamiltonian, which would probably be, you know, consider like the Kentucky Derby. They're all retired. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool to watch those horses, you know, and they're not real races, but they're they're it's just nice to, to be able to see that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just a little frustrated by this whole thing because I, I just I, I mean, like we said, Barry, we talked about this. Like the business had to be prepared for a crisis, you know, a crisis management team. Where is it? Why do we not have one? Why? Right. And in the meantime, fix the problems. <laughs> and the, like these problems are not too, too difficult to kind of remedy. And that's why it's so mind boggling to me is like, come on, there was plenty of time to, to nip this kind of thing in the bud. And we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now. Plenty of time. That's I think that's what frustrates me the most is because it's not it wasn't it was never a secret. Everybody knew. Everybody knew things needed to be fixed and they just sat on their hands and it's 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 strictly reactionary business. Man, that's horrible. Don't have the ability. And it's leadership. There's no leadership in this business in this business. There's no leadership. There's all kinds of people, a woman today telling me, oh, well, you know, if they shouldn't be suing uh, the federal government because of HISA, because there's, you know, status quo, blah, blah. Come on, lady, shut up. <laughs> Let me just explain one thing about life in 2021. People get sued. Federal government gets sued. Businesses get sued. That happens. They're, they're, they're suing. Not just the HVPA. The, the, the attorney general of the state of Oklahoma and the state of West Virginia are also suing. And the fact of the matter is this, is they're doing the people who support the HISA law a favor. Because if there is a loophole to be found, if there is a way to attack the law, it will be found out now. And if they win the lawsuit and the HISA lawsuit, uh, you know, whatever procedural errors or whatever issues they have with it can go back and be fixed before a super villain that they catch years down the road lawyers up and 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 finds the the, the loophole that's, that's existing and i said that lady here's how it goes if they win the lawsuit and the, the law is sound well that takes an avenue away from the bad guys and it verifies that what they've done legally is going to stand up maybe not uh, you know and, and lawyers are probably all cringing because i know that like one lawsuit's not there, there's so many intricacies to a, to a, to a lawsuit, but it, it is one thing um, that, that it will have. It will have survived this suit and questions that, that are, are raised will be will be answered more or less. Right. It counts for something. <laughs> right. So if they if they win the case, they've done you a favor. If they lose the case, they've done you a favor. It's just a lawsuit. It's not going to stop. Uh, Sid Fernando talked about it before he went on his, uh, you know, his world tour. And, and congrats to Sid and to Joe for... Uh, I'm a Braves fan. Yeah, you got that right. 
Um, but um, Sid's son Joe got uh, signed by the Braves, and he's going down there. And uh, the minor league system's all kind of screwed up in baseball. Yeah, I, I felt for the poor kid. I mean, he worked his butt off, got signed by San Diego, and and couldn't really do anything once COVID happened. Then you know they they cut all the guys and. He was just out in limbo, out in Tampa, just working out, and he stayed with it. And uh, good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm proud, very glad that he got picked up. Me too. I'm, I'm really happy for them, for those, for the, for Sid and his whole family. But, but what Sid, you know, explained before, um, was that just because they're suing doesn't mean the, the federal, uh, boards and the bodies and and the act and all that stop. They, they continue on. They're, they're going to continue. They named the board this week. They named the committees. You know, most people don't know shit about racing. Some of the people are on there. Eh, you know, same old, same old. And, and that's what the industry does. They put the same old people on, and they get the same old crap. And I know one person who is supposed to be one of the people that will be working kind of behind the scenes and helping them out, who actually has a clue, which is good, but it's one guy. But... um they can continue on. It's not going like it's going to stop because there's a lawsuit. You know, doesn't I hope they like, It's not like there's a you know like they've halted it and it, it, nothing can be done. Obviously, they just named a whole bunch of people. And um, you know, Leonard Coleman used to be the president of the National League, well, which means that racing is almost definitely not going to have a designated hitter. Dang it! So, you know, hey, there's that. That'll make some people happy, but uh. I mean, just come on. Why, why does people? Why can't people have an open mind? If a moron like me can have a fairly open mind about things, like, <laughs> then why can't other people? Like, why does it always got to be this line in the sand? And and I said to, to the person, I said, <laughs> based upon today's uh, uh, circus, how's the racing establishment and all their plans looking right now? Not very well. Not. Very well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just exposed so much and so many things that are wrong that it's hard. You can't ignore it. Um, and I think it, it may be a situation where, you know, horse racing, you know, done too much to go any further and also done too much to kind of go back. <laughs> you know, where we're, it's almost like this is the precise time where this, HISA thing has to to kind of do its magic <laughs> because it, it's like how does how do how does this resolve like even if Baffert doesn't run on Saturday, which it looks like he is, you know how do how does this go further? I mean, does he not run in the Belmont, or you just say, hey, you can't? Or I mean, it, it's just so many questions. So many questions, unanswerable questions. And there's no one from horse racing out there explaining what's going on. Because they don't know either. That's that's part of the maddening about this. It's like they should know. This you is- know one of the reasons why I, I think the HISA won't work? And I want it to work. Let me, let me just say that. I want it to work. I want to have great regulations in the sport. I want it to work. I want the sport. I want the sport more to to succeed than all the suits do, because it doesn't even mean a, a dollar to me. I'm not even. I'm not even really working in this business currently. This is my connection. 
right? And you know what one of the problems I have I see about those people on the boards? That none of them have a passion for this business. None of them have a passion for the game. They're just they're just people on a board, and maybe they're they're, they're smart. Maybe they're they're you know they're obviously they're they're successful people in whatever endeavor that they they took, they chose, but they chose something other than horse racing. So how much passion are they going to put into it? How how much? Um, is it going to kill them to, to get something right? I don't know. And I think that's a problem with horse racing in a lot of ways, in that the leadership of horse racing doesn't love horse racing. They don't mind it. They don't hate it. They win, you know, they, they make money. It's their job. A lot of people are getting very wealthy. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, with lucrative jobs. But how much passion do they really have? How much passion do they really have? Would they do it for free? Train bad horses. Guess what you learned? You're doing it for free. Doing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's the truth. And like, uh, how, how can we get anywhere without passionate people? Well, you know, I, I think I said this to you earlier. What boggles my mind is that the same people that, you know, kind of bash the government and the way they do things, this, that, and the other are the same ones that are, like, excited about this Hissa thing. And it's, it's, it's so it's, counterintuitive to me because it's like, well, you hate the government doing everything else or stepping in, but you want this to happen. And you expect it to succeed. Um, I don't know what to make of it, honestly, because, like you said, I guess there's pros and cons to having people that aren't really attached to the industry. But... I don't think you can have a whole panel that is detached in order for this to work. You need a a mix of both. That way you can get a perspective from somewhere outside of the game that may help things inside of the game. So I'm I'm a little torn. You know, I would rather see a, a mix of people that do have a passion with people that are outside of that, you know, circle. Put it this way. You want to know if a person has passion for the business or not? Just talk to them about it. Talk to them, yeah. And the ones that tell you they have a passion for it, they ain't the ones. They're not the ones. Yep. You, you'll tell. You'll tell that. I know a lot of people. I, I, I ended the podcast last night saying, you know, if you made it this far, you have more passion for this business than, than the, <laughs> the, the, the suits do. We have a lot of people that run racetracks that, that run organizations don't bet or they bet an, a nominal amount, you know, they never, they don't understand their customers. They don't understand the backside. I said a hundred times, I said, everybody that runs a racetrack should be forced to own a horse so they can see what we go through on a firsthand basis so, and understand it better. It's almost like that show Undercover Boss. Remember the show Undercover Boss? It's almost oh, like yeah. that yeah. It actually, you, you know, like not be a show and just actually happen where, where you, you know, you, you, these people see it and, 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 and see what we're talking about. Instead of just listening to, to people complain and talk, they can see it for themselves. I, I've learned a lot on Twitter in the last couple of years. You can't help it. I mean, about, especially about the gambling aspect of the game. 
about jackpot wagers, about um, just a lot of things to i just see it in a different way and the fact of the matter was the reason i didn't see it in a different way was because there was no reason for me to see it in a different way and i had no one to explain it to me in a different way and i i would you know bet the races and all that and i'm not it's not like i was out there betting ten thousand dollars a day but you you start to see what the complaints are about and and i hope that some people can learn and understand from us like what some of the things they may not understand, maybe about on, on the horseman side, um, maybe on, about the horses themselves. And, and the, there's no one else out there really, you know, telling people the, the reality of the situation. And uh, you know, education is, is important. And uh, I, I've said this kind of crudely, but we worry so much about dumb people and attracting dumb people to this. Oh, PPs are too complicated. If the PPs are too complicated, the people are too stupid to ever make an impact. PPs are not that complicated. They're just not. When you explain them to someone, and then they, you, you take some time, and you try to study, and there's books. And nowadays, there's so much out there. You can go on YouTube, and, and, I mean, and there's a lot of stupid people on YouTube instructing people in the wrong ways of doing things. But there are people, and, and, and some of the guys on Twitter are, are very much approachable um, if you ask, you know, questions and, and you're not a douche to them. Dude, I, I learned how to read the race form at eight years old. My daughter, who's now eight, can look into, you know, one of those eco-based programs at the, at the track and understand how it works so that that doesn't hold any weight with me when people say that i think that's the thing i i said this on twitter the other day that we don't we shouldn't dumb it down no we should it doesn't work that we're dumbing it down is for the 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 people who want to play slots they're not going to ever be horse people it's a different mentality it just is it just literally is and like my ex-wife right she loves playing slots and um, she was a jockey. And uh, I swear, I don't know that she can, uh, I don't know if she can read the racing for me. Because she'd look at races and come up with horses, and I'd be like, I don't know, she's got no chance. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? But <laughs> what? she didn't want to think about it. She wasn't an analytical person. She was someone who wanted, she liked pushing buttons. And, and if it won, you know. Cool. <laughs> that, and this is a person that was in horse racing for, you know, 20 years. But it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset. So my thing is this, is if you're not smart enough, and, and I used to be the same way. I said, yeah, we got to make it a little, you know, ease them into it and this and that. And I, I totally disagree with myself. If you don't get it, um, then you're not going to get it. If you want to get it, you're going to get it. And the betting aspect is is so, is still so, um, you know, not to, not to be the P, ITP disciple, but he's right in so many ways. And, you know, he pushes the buttons on the people intentionally. And, and it's like they're so easy to get. But he's right that the business, the industry, is not teaching people how to bet. They're, they're focusing almost entirely on handicapping. And then they're giving out tickets. And the tickets are stupid. They're stupid tickets. Well, he gives out stupid tickets because, oh, they tell the guys, well, you have to, you know, you have, here's your budget, $36, $24. Nobody plays like that at the track. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you think about casino gambling, 
and how they deal with blackjack, which is a technically a winnable game. Um, but they give you the basic strategy. You even have dealers. I, I've seen it. Dealers teach people at the table. Yeah, well, it's too- not a hard concept, and 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 it's and it's for their benefit. It's for the players' benefit to to play the right way. And and I think uh, you know, horse racing should take a, a page out of that book and say, hey, look, this is this is you know, this will help you last longer. This will win you some more money in the long run, maybe even in the short run. Right. They, they don't want people sitting down at the blackjack table that don't know what the hell they're doing because it pisses all the other players off. Right. There's there's a lot of incentive for them to teach people how to play, just like there is in, in horse racing. Listen, I, I've, I've told you what my idea and I don't know that we'll ever get enough backing to do it. But I just think that with the way we cover racing for the Twitter generation, for for the people that aren't at the track, which is very few people these days, um, and people that that want to <clears throat> follow along in a little different manner. Um, I, I just, you know, like, I, I just find the TV shows unwatchable. Uh, I think they're boring. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's a lot of rhetoric. And, and it's not easy to do a, a show where the action is every 20, 30 minutes. I, there's not that much to talk about on a regular basis. It's every race yeah. doesn't, you don't have the background that you do in, in the Kentucky Derby or Breeders' Cup or the, uh, a lot of mundane horses. But I still think that, that people want information that's not found on the form. And I think that's, that's something that um, is important. Um, and I think there's a better way of doing it. I, I don't think that we uh, have evolved that much. Maybe the, the graphics are a little fancier. Maybe there's, you know, some nuances. But just the way it's covered, I just think that there's, there's you know, a better way of doing it. Right. They need to, they need to, to really take a look at how things are presented and, and change it um, to fit what's going on now, how things, information travels now. I guess it's a, it's a slow-moving process, unfortunately. It's slow um, process because I think the most of the people in charge of right the the people at the top uh, have you know outdated very very much industry hey this is how we've always done it and hey mm-hmm. oh no listen we have a, a paddock reporter now so now you know my oh this is you know oh we we you know we we showed a, a replay of uh, the horse getting checked last week or you know things like that and it's fine I, I'm not saying that um you know, people are not betting because of that. It's not, not, not true, but I don't think people are, are betting because of it either. But Well, I mean, yeah. it, I think it all comes down to the, the basic premise that if people win, they will come back. If you win money, you're going to come back. So why not teach them to win? And that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's that simple. But I do have an idea about that, uh, whether we can ever actually get it accomplished because it's... Uh, is, is, it's tough to say, and um, no, there's always a better way. There's always a better way. Like we could do these podcasts better if I could figure out like how to work anything. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I, I got uh, the podcast company sent me this link with all these different things you can do now, and I'm totally lost. None of them work for me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but uh, 
I don't know that ain't even applicable to us, but we can try. But um, yep, tomorrow will be another circus. We'll see what happens with the uh, with the draw, and um, we're gonna do the beanie show on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I was gonna do a, a, a kind of a. Preakness preview show, but uh, I don't think I'm gonna do it. Yeah, we got we got we got uh, <laughs> we got the buzz kill today. Yeah, killed I, that I, whole. I, I just don't have any. And you know what it sucks for? And and this is this is what I, I really kind of mad yesterday about was that Baffert's hurting everyone. He's hurting everyone. He's hurting everyone because he got those four positive tests to take away his credibility in front of the national media. They do, it just does. If he didn't have those. If he just had this stupid justify thing, which I, again I think the justify thing is, is the, the was the fault of the California Horse Racing Board, which which should have changed um, way before justify. Right, right. They they just dropped the ball, uh, and I was they didn't explain it well. I've been on Steve Dick's show uh, in the last year or so defending Baffert, so I'm not just a Baffert hater, not not at all, not at all. Well, they didn't do but, a good job of, of explaining the whole thing. But, and if they explained it like you did, it would have made a lot more sense to the general public. And that's the thing is that, that um, it hurts everybody in this business. Uh, I talked to a guy, um, a, a good a good dude that, that sells, uh, you know, is involved with some partnerships. And um, this this makes it more difficult because that's a question now. It's going to be asked, asked all the time, and uh, you know it's 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 an uncomfortable question because um, no a we, we, so much is a nebulous <laughs> they're like there's so much that that we probably won't ever know um, and b is uh, it's just that's not a good look and and it makes everything more difficult everything is more difficult. Um, and, and I don't want to hear if Preakness handles fine and this and that. Oh, no, it's not going to affect. These things, it, 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 they take time. It takes time. You know, it takes time. And it, and it wears it down. It's been a long time since, since our handle went up on a national basis. Uh, any significant portion. It's been a long time. We're way, way, way behind where we should be based upon the uh, the 2005, 2006 projections before the stock market crashed. But stock market's not only recovered, it's wildly recovered, and we really haven't. We never got back to where we were. So it's why I temper my enthusiasm sometimes for the gains, because the gains sometimes are, well, you know, the Okrung theory is a lot of times the gains from for Belmont or for this place, it just come directly out of another place. It's just the handle shifting more. Um, but, uh, you know, we were supposed to have an old crunk show um, coming up. And uh, we might have uh, Mr. Faya might, might join us for that. But, again, this week is going to be a shitty week. Nobody wants to hear it. And, and it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I did the special edition show with Daniel Wolf the other day about uh, the, the, if you listen to that show and you, you give a shit about um, the role of state government and, and some of the 
the dealings that they, they do, like, it, it's hard to not feel like, um, it's almost shocking the deal that they've made with the Seminoles. It, it, it just buries everybody except for the Seminoles. It might bury the state if the law gets the compact that, that gives, um, you know, the Seminoles the ability to be the provider for mobile wagering if the the server what what they're basically doing is saying because the server is on um tribal land that the bets are all made via the server from mobile phones that you can have mobile betting but you know according to, to daniel wallach there is a ton of uh precedent that oh, says that you cannot do that <laughs> so um Again, I'm not a lawyer, but he is he is like convinced that some court's going to take this up, uh, federal court, and, and they're going to uh, strike down parts of the compact, which will force um, the Seminoles to open up a sports book and have sports betting only, only at the bricks and mortars sports book on reservation lands. Um, and having no mobile sports betting, which just would seem to be a devastating economic blow for the state of Florida, considering places like Jersey, like 90, 95% of the betting is mobile on sports betting. And they're doing uh, 12, 13, $15 billion. I mean, like, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not, uh, again, I'm not a lawyer and, and I certainly don't, I don't know if, if what he's telling us is true or not, but I have no reason to believe him. And he's been right more than he's been wrong. So. And the fact of the matter is, it's not going to help the horsemen anyways. It's not going to help the racing. It's, it's just more competition. But you know what? Horse players play sports and, and it's, it's a fact of life and it's the way it is. And, um, you know, if, if we're going to have it, we might as well have it the best way we can have it instead of having it ludicrously. I mean, it's crazy if you don't live right by. And, and I happen to live not that far from the, um, the 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 reservation. So, I mean, for me, it's not a, a big deal. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to drive there instead of just, you know, flipping your phone up. And, and I don't have a flip phone, but, you know, opening your phone and, and making a bet. But um, what if you live where you live? Right. I'm, I'm in between everything. I, right. I'd have to I'd have to basically either drive down to uh or up to Jacksonville, right? I think there's one in Jacksonville. Yeah. Over yeah. Tampa or down to the Hard Rock. Right. Who's who's down there? And, and knowing that this is true, because I, I will say one thing about Wallachian. He he is not afraid to uh, I think he's the only guy who's been on out in front of the media more than Baffert has this week. <laughs> um, but he is uh, he is convinced that this thing is not going to hold up and that we're going to wind up with that. And, um, you know, the, the, the really one of the negative parts about uh, about the whole deal in Tallahassee uh, next week when they have this special session is that, um, you know, Goldstream intended on not decoupling. Gulfstream was going to stay coupled with the horsemen. They were going to continue to give us revenues from the the slots for purses. Uh, 
all they asked for was that because everyone else was decoupled and Pompano was, you know, not going to have racing, um, that they get a, a, a tax break on their slots. And, 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 you know, admittedly, Gulfstream's slots, uh, they're, they're, their casino is very, very small. It's not, it's not a big casino. It's, it, it doesn't do a, a pittance of, of what the, uh, the, the hard rock and, and the big ones do, but, um, you know, they, they uh, you know, we had Steve Scrunch on last week and he said the, the politicians like didn't even consider it, which seems insane considering the amount of, um, uh, you know, ancillary benefits that it would have. And the fact that, you know, Gulfstream wanted to, to, to continue to, you know, support the industry. Um, why wouldn't they? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, so that, that was kind of a depressing start to the week. And then, you know, I woke up and my wife's like, why is this all over the news? I was like, oh, boy. So that's all I got for tonight, man. Yeah, it's been a long day for sure. Yeah, I forgot about a buck of bet, you know. I saw that tweet. Yeah. You know, my, my, I, horse. my horse. The game never stops, man. I'm 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 in line at uh at uh, King Kong and I was, you know, flipping through stuff and I saw that. I was like, "Huh. Interesting. I know that horse can run, but yeah. You watch the race. Go if you go to the Meadowlands uh website. Oh, they got all the replays there. The website. Yeah, they got all the replays. It was in the first race. And you know, this this was in the back of my head. It, it had rained there, so the track had probably. I think sometimes, and, and and like maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think sometimes when the track is is a little wet um, for the trotters at the Meadowlands, I, I think uh, it's a little softer on them. I, I think the the horses get over, some of the horses get over better because it's not quite as hard. Um, but he went one forty nine and one. He rallied from Boy. second over, and he, he just like blew past a pretty good horse. So yeah, it was it was it was impressive. I was happy. I'm right sometimes, once in a while, once in a while, not often, but once in a while. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna be on. I got the going in circles live tomorrow. As of right now, I have zero people booked. I was gonna talk to Frank Vespi. Um, my guy, Frank, uh, about, uh, you know, obviously the Preakness and all that, uh, I might still reach out to Frank and, um, see where he's going to be. I mean, it's going to probably be a lot of news going on, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, Casey's asked if we push the show off the four, so we wouldn't be on to four anyways. Um, the draw, I think is supposed to be four, four thirty. I think four, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm not exactly sure um, what what I'm gonna have. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna try to get Frank and and you know depending on what uh, <laughs> what happens between now and 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 tomorrow uh, mid afternoon, who knows? You know, like we might have a oh, new boy. storm. This is, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. 
cancel uh, the only cancel culture out there was Swifty getting canceled on CNBC tonight. Right. I wanted to see Swifty and Jim Cramer like square off, go at it in, in a in a, a stock tip uh, battle. Yeah, but Swifty got uh, Swifty got booted because Baffert Baffert booted. So, oh well, there'll be another day. Yeah, obviously this isn't done yet. <laughs> no. Just think, after the Preakness, uh, if the horse wins, we got three more weeks of it. Dude, I'm I I can't see how the horse doesn't win unless he doesn't run. I'll pull a pocket. Uh, has made the claim that um, he was he was starting to to lean towards bad feelings about Bob Baffert, but uh, apparently OJ has. Uh, oh my God, that was that was the craziest thing I saw all day. Yeah, yeah. OJ so, chiming in. OJ's on his side. Welcome to the circus, friends. Welcome to the circus. Well, Barry, uh, I'm happy that you uh, you made it through your little Universal Studios adventure live. Uh, happy that Breezy had fun. Yeah, man, it was a rough week. She, you know, we lost our cat on Thursday. Then we went to the park on Friday and Saturday. Kind of hung out yesterday. And then I, I took the day off purposely today. So did, did, does, she know, does she know about Baffert? Does she know? Yeah, she, she was asking me. Yeah. She's like... I've seen that guy before. He does good with the horses, right? And I was like, yeah. Better with the horses than the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Certainly knows. She, she didn't know his name, but she's, she's like, I know him. Yeah. But, I mean, considering any room in my house, TVG's on in, in at least one, if not two of them. And I'm definitely outing myself. As a electricity waster, because it's either on in one or the other room. So if I move one room, I don't have to change the channel. It's already on. Good luck. Well, <laughs> hey, that's man. We live in Florida, bro. We don't have those blackouts like they got out in California. The rolling. Because if that would happen, everybody'd be sweltering hot. It'd be a sauna. Can you imagine? Like like I like I am right now. There's a there's a little breeze picking up from the ocean. It's down to like 114 here. Oh yeah, by the way, the Knicks won again. Haters. Knicks are balling. Really crazy. And the, the crazy thing is, they're like way better than the Celtics, and that makes me laugh. Oh man, uh, big big injury news. Yeah. Injury news. Big injury news. Uh, Mr. Brown is out for. Uh, for the Celtics for the rest of the year. Uh, and you you watch. You know what will happen? They'll win the play-in tournament now without him. And no way. Oh, no way they're doing he that. He was the problem. He was the problem. No way. They're, their coach is the problem. They just – they're not playing for him anymore. Marcus Smart is just garbage. Gosh. Yeah. They got a lot of – Yeah, we got the Knicks – Looks, it looks like we might get the Hawks in the first round, man. We can beat the Hawks. That's a, yeah, I was gonna say that's 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 that could be a first round win. 
We could beat the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. If, if we didn't if we didn't get the Hawks, if we got the sixth seed, we got the Bucks. Oh, we don't want to have trouble. We got the Bucks. The five seeds, the Nets. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind – not the five, the seven seed. I wouldn't mind playing the Nets. Because they match up better with the Nets. Yeah. Funny enough. I'd like to see that. It's a better matchup for the for – I, I, like, I like to just see, see a, a brawl, a fist fight with the Nets. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the NBA is almost done. The play, the play-in tournament is a reality. Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. Well, anyways, uh, we'll catch you on uh, on Wednesday. We're going to be on, uh, on on with the great Jason Bean. We're going to try to convince him to bring back the Beamy Awards. We're we're both uh, yeah. Award winners. Paired for that, you know, way I got bullet more points. Prestigious than the Eclipse Awards. Eclipse Awards, <laughs> all kinds of stupid people won those awards. Nobody cares about those. I'd Riddick bow them right in the garbage. We I got some bullet points to bring up of why. Yeah, yeah. We have to. We have to make a big push. I'm down with that. Even if we have to fly out to Grants Pass. I don't I know. Mean, if airport. I think. I think they might have to like, uh, like, like drop you in with an airport, uh, a parachute into the oh. Grants Pass. You could land on the. Uh, um, you could land on the soccer field. Well, that makes sense then. Why Beam doesn't like to fly anywhere? Yeah. Beamy's the greatest. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk uh, later this week. And uh, anybody wants to check out Going Circles Live tomorrow? I'm not sure who's going to be on, but I'll probably say something stupid. So check it out. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be on with Jason on the uh, the Suit Network, uh, and um, you never know. You never know what when we might. You never up. know where we would show up. I might pop up with a special edition. Did two breaking news this week, so maybe next week. <laughs> maybe we'll see. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for everyone for listening, Barry. Thanks for for joining, and uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Thanks for listening.